two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. President Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I lie? It's hard to say. The Big Fifth. Can you spot the lie? The Big Fifth. Some pigs can fly. The Big Fifth. But if you ask me why, can you trust the answer? County, Pennsylvania. This is the Big Fib. And now, here's your host, Welcome to the Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the powerful and balanced macropod of truth and the sharp clawed vestigial mob of lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa, whose name stands for Live in Studio Audience. Now, okay, okay, hold your applause, please, please, I I insist. (laughs) Um, I don't think I hear any applause. Oh, thank you all for refraining from cheering and clapping. Oh, so kind. Uh, uh, No clapping, okay, uh, I just got to share a listen. Okay, uh, that's very nice. You don't have to throw flowers. Thank you. Okay, (laughs) all right. Uh, I just want to read this listener question. Okay, thank you. Uh, Take your seats, okay, yep. No, you don't have to do backflips for me. Thank you. Okay, Uh, standing ovation. I appreciate it. Okay. (laughs) All right, good. All right, go ahead, Deborah. I don't see or hear any of that, but I think it's quiet enough now that everyone has stopped cheering. Is that true? Yes? Yeah, yeah, my fans are the best in the business, Deborah. Okay. Well, if you could play the listener question now that they're all quiet, that would be great. Okay, here we go. Hi, Lisa. Why didn't you do two truths and a lie on the weeds episode? Thank you. Bye. Wow, is that true? Did we not play Two Truths and a Lie on the Weeds episode? Why didn't we do that, Lisa? To answer this query, I shall tell you two truths and one lie. But you shan't know which is which, and you will have to use critical thinking. Oh, and perhaps some guesswork to figure out which is which? Precisely. Now then, in no particular order, here are my two truths and one lie regarding why we did not air the two truths and one lie during the Weeds episode. Number one. We forgot all about it. Unlikely. Number two, Deborah is bitter because I always guess correctly. So she cut that part out of the show in a fit of jealousy and resentment. Oh my gosh. And finally, it was a test to see who of our listeners is paying attention. And I decided that whoever discovered that we had not included two truths in one lie in the Weeds episode would win a pony. Okay, well, I don't think any of those things are true. In fact, the truth is number three. It was a test to see which listener would catch the fact that we did not play two truths and a lie in the Weeds episode, so our astute listener wins their very own four-legged pony! <laughs> listener, if you can just email me with your address where I can mail your pony. No, I'm... no, no, that is not true. And as a matter of fact, none of those is true. We didn't forget, and I am not bitter about your track record, though it is often shocking how you arrive at your answers. We just didn't have enough time to include it in the final version. But luckily, we learned a lot about our contestant without playing the game that week. So no one wins a pony? That's correct. So let's get to our game, please. Tell us how our game works. Pepper, I know you're upset. I know I said you were going to go to a kid, but you're going to stay with me, okay? Okay, good girl? Okay, all right. I'll get you sugar cubes. Sugar cubes for my little baby? All right, little baby. 
Stay pony. Okay, what's going on? Oh, yes, 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 okay. Every week, we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert. The other, wait, whose idea was this? Is a liar? Mm. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who, because no one can spot a liar better than a kid, unless they can't. We'll find out. What are we lying about today? Deborah Goldstein. We are lying about kangaroos, marsupials with large, powerful hind legs. And we're going to learn all about kangaroos along with our contestant today. Who might that be, Lisa? Our human child contestant is a 10-year-old who is a Lego fanatic, Juliet. Finnern. Hi, Juliet. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. We're so excited that you're here. Tell us about your Legos. You are a Lego fanatic, is that true? Yes, I have a lot of Legos. I love building them, and then sometimes when they get sets, I build them, and then I take them apart, and then I like creating new things with them. And I have a whole Lego city up in my attic. It's just awesome. Get me Lego. I want Lego. They sound delicious. <laughs> no, not to eat. You don't eat them? <laughs> no, you build with them. I thought you make cities and then eat them like Godzilla and you're like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I think maybe Godzilla would do that, but. Yeah, Godzilla probably would. All right. Well, we want to learn some more fun facts about you, Juliet, but we're going to do it playing our game, Two Truths and a Lie. So, Juliet, you are going to tell us two truths and one lie, but we won't know which is which, and we're going to have to use our brains and maybe some instinct and figure out which one of those is actually a lie. So Juliet, in no particular order, what are your two truths and one lie? I celebrated Dia de los Muertos in Mexico. I've seen the Jonas Brothers in concert before, and I'm a pitcher on my softball team. Wow. Tough one. What do you think, Lisa? Okay. This might be cheating, but I just checked the registry of everyone who's seen the Jonas Brothers before. (laughs) The Jonas Brothers keep a log of everyone who's seen them, and she's on the list. So that one, true. And I admit that's cheating, but you know what? Sometimes I do it. What was something about she went to Mexico? She celebrated Dia de los Muertos in Mexico. Day of the Dead. Well, she's alive, so I don't know if she would <laughs> celebrate that. But then the other thing was she was a pitcher. On a, I've seen a lot of softball, and I don't think you're allowed to play with a pitcher. I mean, you can have iced tea during the breaks, but not during the game. So I think that one's probably the lie. I don't think she gives people iced tea during the game. Well, I think she means the person who throws the ball. Then she would have said she's a ball thrower. I see, I see. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to find out. Juliet, which one of those statements is actually a lie? I've never seen the Jonas Brothers in concert before. (gasps) You got him! The Jonas Brothers registry lied to me? (laughs) There is no such thing. But I do love the Jonas Brothers, and I really want to go see them for my 11th birthday. Oh, I hope that happens for you, Juliet. But it does mean that you are a pitcher on your softball team, but that doesn't mean you You serve people tea. You throw iced tea at other kids? That's (laughs) so mean. And dangerous. The pitchers could break. mm -mm. She throws the ball. Does your team have a name? I play on two different teams. I play rec and villagers, which is travel. So villagers is where I'm a pitcher. Very good. Okay, so I think we're all warmed up now, right? So it's time to welcome our experts, Lisa. Can you play some welcome music for our kangaroo experts? I love me. I love you. Marsu be me. Marsu be you. Kangaroos. <laughs> okay. 
Thank you so much. Our first expert is Anya Morales. Anya, please introduce yourself to Juliet. Hi, Juliet. My name is Anya Morales, and I'm an animal behavior researcher at the San Diego Zoo. Thank you very much, Anya. We're excited to have you. And our second expert is Nathan Russett. Nathan, please introduce yourself to Juliet. Hi, Juliet. My name is Nathan Russett, and I'm an animal keeper at Kangaroo Creek Farm in British Columbia. Thank you very much. Tell us about those boomerang beats, Lisa. Those beats you speak of? Are the beats of hot seat time? <laughs> that is correct. That is when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Juliet's questions. Lisa, whom should we put on the hot seat first? Nathan, because I have a friend named Ethan, and Ethan is the best name ever. Okay. It's a stretch, but it'll work. All right, Juliet, what is your first question for Nathan? Can you describe a typical day at your job? So a typical day for me starts where I will wake up, I'll go out, and I will prep all the diets for all the animals on the farm. And so as I'm delivering those diets, I will... Also inspect the animals, inspect their health, make sure they're all doing okay, make sure nothing's changed from the day before. Usually I will also clean out one of the buildings because as you may know, animals can't change their own shelters out. So that's one of my jobs. Gross. (laughs) Anya, what made you want to study or work with kangaroos? So when you think of Australia, you think of kangaroos. And they are overpopulated in Australia and they're considered pests. And a lot of people kind of don't like them as much as what we would think. And so we study here at the zoo ways that people can see animals in a different light. So for us, we noticed that kangaroos are actually pretty intelligent. They can communicate with humans and we want to share that research. And I just think it's amazing to find these things out and to see that, you know, it's more than the kangaroos than just those strong legs, you know? They got strong arms. This question's for both of you. Why are kangaroos mainly in Australia? And how cold can they stand the temperature to be outside? So Australia as a continent diverged millions of years ago. And the only animals at the time were ancient marsupials which, as you know, kangaroos are one of them, and a marsupial is basically an animal with a pouch on its belly. And as for how cold kangaroos can withstand, they can actually stay outside to pretty cold temperatures. I've seen kangaroos outside when it's minus 5 degrees Fahrenheit outside. Ooh, I bet they don't like it, though. That sounds cold. I know, I wouldn't like it. I keep my kangaroos inside. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Hey, put that stuff down! Sorry, the kangaroos and the pony are fighting. Oh no, that's not good. So I agree with Nathan about the continents and how it was all one continent. And then through tectonic plates, those little plates underneath the ground, they shift it and all the little continents start to spread out. And that's how we have continents where they are now. As far as the temperature here at the zoo, we really keep the kangaroos inside if it's anything below 40 degrees Fahrenheit just to protect them. So we have different temperature regulations for each animal. And depending on their body temperature, we put them inside just so, you know, five degrees, that's pretty cold. (laughs) We don't want to do that to the kangaroos. What if you put one of those hand warmer things in their pouches? That's a good idea. Oh, I know those. Whenever I go skiing, I use them. Yeah, (laughs) pouches? (laughs) No, the hand warmers. Oh, that makes more sense. Okay, I get confused. Nathan, what foods do kangaroos eat? 
Kangaroos are herbivores, which means they eat plant matter. So kangaroos can graze on grass, hay, clover. Sometimes they'll pick leaves off of trees. Our kangaroos here love willow, so we'll feed them willow leaves, and they absolutely love it. They also like to chew on the bark, which helps with their digestion. Anya, what should people know about kangaroos? They are excellent swimmers. And they use their legs and surprisingly their arms to move quickly through the water. So that's something that I think is cool. Very cool. I didn't know that. (laughs) Julia, excellent questions. I hope their answers helped you. But if not, we have another round to go. If you love The Big Fib, then check out Story Pillar, a podcast for kids and their grown-ups. Join Sneak, Bean, Sparky, and Meg as they tackle sticky social situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up great advice from listeners like you. They also save plenty of time for laughing and being silly. So if you've got feelings, love stories, and are open for a fart joke or a 10, Story Pillar is definitely worth a listen. Check it out at www.storypillar.com or wherever you love listening to podcasts. The Big Fib is brought to you by Pretty Litter Cat Litter. When my cat Arlo is healthy, he's happy. And that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when he is unwell. Helping me keep tabs on my cat's health is just one of the reasons I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Like, not to brag, but when people come over, they might not know that I have a cat unless Arlo, who's huge, is in the room. Because the cat smell is not there. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust, Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can, which is really great because I'm lazy. And here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in my cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Cats are, like, really sneaky, and you often don't know how they're feeling, and the worst part of that is sometimes you don't know when they're sick. So knowing when my cat is sick based on the litter changing color is a game changer. And Pretty Litter ships free right to my door in a small, lightweight bag. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash bigfib and use code bigfib to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib, to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Before we get back to the show, I just want to say how much we have loved bringing you shows like Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches or the new Earth Rangers Underground podcast, and especially the new episodes in the Six Minutes feed, the ones about the Cyrus Lost Tapes. And this is when I need to say a big thank you to all our GZM subscribers. Your support makes independent audio like this possible. If you're not a GZM subscriber yet, right now is the time to join for ad-free listening, early access, and more. Show your support and learn more at gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Help us bring you more great shows by becoming a subscriber today. And thank you. It's time for the Shorts on Fire round when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Lisa will set a timer for the first expert, and then Juliet will ask questions until Lisa's timer sounds. And then Lisa resets the timer for our next expert to do the same. Experts, time to hop to it. Okay, Juliet, 
Let's start with Anya. You can ask your shorts on fire questions now. What are two names of female kangaroos? Jill and Joe. Bethany and Samantha. <laughs> Which type of kangaroo is the most common in Australia? That would be the Western Grey. How many babies can a kangaroo have at one time? One. Name two countries where kangaroos are found in the wild. Australia and New Guinea. How fast can an adult kangaroo travel? 30 miles per hour. They range. Faster if he's in an airplane. Fact or fib, kangaroos cannot walk backwards. That is a fact. That's why they don't moonwalk. Why do kangaroos stunt their feet loudly on the ground? To alert of danger or as a territorial warning to other predators. Where does the word kangaroo come from? Comes from kangur, from the Aboriginal language. Who was the host of the popular children's television program, Captain Kangaroo? I'm gonna have to pass. Which type of kangaroo is the smallest? Well, that'll be the wallaby. And that is time. Uh, time. <laughs> okay. Lisa, would you kindly reset your timer? Well, wallaby. I'll do it. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. All right, Juliet, you can ask Nathan your shorts on fire questions now. Which kind of kangaroo is the biggest? The red kangaroo. Are all kangaroos also wallabies or are all wallabies also kangaroos? Same family of animals. A wallaby is just a smaller species of kangaroo. How high can a kangaroo jump? About six feet in the air. How many kangaroos are in Australia? I don't know the exact number, but it's estimated there are more kangaroos than people in Australia. What is special about the kangaroo's shoe brand? Uh, I'll have to pass on that one. Each of them comes with a kangaroo. <laughs> How long does a baby kangaroo stay in its mother's pouch before it is old enough to leap around on its own? Anywhere from six to ten months. Fact or fib, some kangaroos live in trees. That would be a fact. What is the name of Winnie the Pooh's kangaroo friend? I believe it's Kanga. How long have kangaroos been on Earth? I will have to pass on that one. What does macropod mean? The scientific name for the kangaroo family of animals. And that is time. It's all the time we have, I'm sorry. <laughs> Very good. Okay. It's decision time. Juliet must sort through all the information she's heard and possibly take a leap of faith. Juliet, who is our big fibber? I think Anya was our fibber. <gasps> Why do you think Anya is our fibber? Well, part of the time she was kind of like tripping on her words. I also feel like Nathan had more answers on the shorts on fire round than Anya. Okay, let's see if you are correct. Will our actual kangaroo expert say, I am the kangaroo expert? I am the kangaroo expert. <gasps> you did it, Julia. You got it right. Very good. That is right. Nathan Russett is an animal keeper at Kangaroo Creek Farm in British Columbia, Canada. Very good. Let's do some back checking. Nathan, help us prevent this from becoming a kangaroo court and verify facts and call out some fiction. What did you hear that was a lie? Anya did pretty good. For the most part, a lot of what she was saying sounded correct to me. In the beginning, she said kangaroos could communicate with humans. They can't? 
I've never really known a kangaroo to communicate with me more so than hopping away when they need some space. Oh dear. Okay. They don't text? <laughs> they don't text. Kangaroos don't actually make that many noises to communicate. They might chitter a little bit, but for the most part, we don't hear kangaroos communicate verbally. Ah. Okay. Well, let's ask Anya about her lies. Anya, tell us in what ways you are really just an expert wallaby. Okay. Well, about the communication, I found out there was like a little bit of the research found that they can not really talk, but look at humans and they try to get their attention. Not wild kangaroos, but ones that are like in the zoos. But yeah, they don't really talk to humans. <laughs> One of my fibs was part truth, part fib, which was that kangaroos are excellent swimmers. I said they use their arms to help swim. Mostly it's in their legs. Oh, tricky one. I said the most common kangaroo is the Western gray. It's actually the Eastern gray. Mm-hmm. Kangur, as the word that it originates from, that's a Polish word for kangaroo. That's not, oh. that's not real. <laughs> Wow, but it is an actual word somewhere else that means somewhere kangaroo. Somewhere else, yes. Oh, interesting, because it's actually ganguru, which is the aboriginal word for kangaroo. Okay, very good. And you said something about the countries where kangaroos are found in the wild. Nathan, are they found in the wild anywhere else but Australia? Australia and New Guinea, they were introduced to New Zealand a while back, but they are considered an invasive species there. So, What is an invasive species? An invasive species is a non-native plant or animal. Usually they're introduced by human travel. Invasive species come in to a new habitat where they don't normally live. And a lot of the time they tend to take over and they'll actually drive out the native species. Um, and so that's why in New Zealand, they don't really want these non-native kangaroos around because they tend to compete in the wild with the native animals and they would prefer to have their native animals there. And when he says compete, he means like in spelling bees or like <laughs> math Olympics, that kind of thing. <laughs> I'm not sure that that's true, but they don't have any natural predators if they're not from that area, right? Then there are a lot of them, there are too many and they take over and that's invasive. Also, the fact about why kangaroos thump their feet loudly, yes, to alert others of danger, but not to signal some sort of territorial behavior, correct? Yeah, that would be correct. If a kangaroo needed to establish itself, they actually tend to rise up and they'll stand up on their tail mm. and they'll pretty much double in height when they do so and they'll wow. flex their chest and their biceps and basically just try to intimidate any intruders. I think that would work. I'd be like, okay, chill out, dude. <laughs> exactly. And the host of the popular children's television program, Captain Kangaroo, Bob Keeshan, just for anybody who's playing along on that. The smallest kangaroo is the Tamar wallaby, which uh, I believe Anya said wallaby, which is sort of partly true. And also the kangaroo shoe brand actually has a pocket, which is why they're called kangaroos. And macropod is the kind of species it actually means big foot, just so you know. Well, I think we've learned quite a bit today, that's for sure. I'd kick myself if I didn't thank everyone who made this episode so special. So thanks to our contestant, Juliet, who tried to buck the trend of lies. Thank you to our expert and liar, Nathan and Anya. And thanks to Lisa, our lovable pouch potato of pitch. And of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning into the Big Fib, where we rue the day when liars lie and apply a full rudder and steer towards the truth. Bye! 
the week. For your business production of Gen Z Media for more great shows, visit gcmshows.com. While you're there, you can find out how you can become a contestant on The Big Fib or send questions for me to answer on the show and follow us on social media, The Big Fib Podcast. Find the scene photos and watch your facts. And now, my pony and my kangaroos and I are going to play Dance Dance Revolution. Bye. <laughs> you stuck on the wrong one. <laughs> Talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a Webby-winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy, climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox, and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, parents and teachers, have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're Free! Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today.